from Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. This is the KZYX News for Monday, August 16th. I'm Sonia Warich. Last month was the hottest July ever recorded on Earth and in Mendocino County, according to NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. The federal agency is predicting there's going to be lower than average rainfall in Mendocino for at least the next six months, so the drought's not going anywhere. One of the groups working on addressing the drought locally is the Mendocino Countywide Drought Task Force. The task force is made up of Supervisor John Hasek, Supervisor Glenn McGordy, and Josh Metz, who was contracted by the county to coordinate the drought response. They met on Thursday by Zoom and gave updates on how the drought is being felt and addressed around the county. Josh Metz started with some good news. The county is making progress in addressing one of the major issues it's facing because of the drought, how to move water from one part of the county to another. Um, There is a renewed effort, um, I think, led in in, uh, large part by our city partners, uh, the city of Ukiah and the city of Fort Bragg, along with actually um, the city of Willits eventually, and most likely Point Arena to the creation of a mutual aid agreement under the drought emergency declaration that would allow for the temporary delivery of water, uh, first from Ukiah to Fort Bragg. Ukiah and Fort Bragg started the push for a regional approach to the drought through mutual aid agreements. Those agreements are expected to make it easier for cities to share water without facing regulatory hurdles. Met said the initial goal will be to transport 10 6,000-gallon truckloads of water from Ukiah to Fort Bragg for a total of 60 to 70,000 gallons per day. Um, mutual aid agreements are in draft, and once those are in place and we can source the, the um trucking haulers, we should be able to get that rolling. Our goal is to have that before the end of the month, if not sooner. There's also been talk of using the skunk train to transport water from inland to the coast. The idea hit some roadblocks around cost, but it looks like the funding has become available for the project through the state's Department of Water Resources. Those Department of Water Resource funds are indeed usable under that such a program. That would be a major breakthrough. Not everyone in attendance was happy with that idea. During public comments, one resident of the Willits Valley called in and told the task force to lobby elected officials to implement solutions that won't tax people living inland. When I think about what's happening in Sacramento Valley and San Joaquin Valley, of the overdrafting of those valleys, what it's done to them, it makes me very nervous when I'm in a small valley like Little Lake and my only source of water is my well. Supervisor Glenn McGordy didn't foresee the depletion of groundwater being a problem in the immediate future since the water supply is monitored by the Ukiah Valley Basin Sustainable Groundwater Management Agency. We don't want to overdraft anything, and and, uh, while we would look at taking water in an emergency situation, uh, we we don't see that as a long-term sustainable way, obviously, to provide water to communities by trucking it from one place to the other. There's got to be other solutions. Moving water around the county in an efficient and cost-effective way has been central to the drought response. That's because even though the entire county is facing an extreme drought, not every part of the county is experiencing the drought the same way. It's still uh, my intention to form some kind of an exploratory committee to look at 
but having the ability to move water from from Talmadge to Redwood Valley through some sort of a common connection, I I think that uh, long-term sustainability, uh, having a, a you know the opportunity to be able to wholesale water from the city of Ukiah or move water back and forth depending on the occasion, is something that would give us a lot of flexibility. Ukiah is faring pretty well through the drought because of early investments the city made in building up its water resources. The city has reduced how much water it pools from the Russian River by 75 to 80 percent and still has water available to spare to help other areas around the county. But cities like Fort Bragg are concerned. The city still has a steady supply of water, but last Monday, the Fort Bragg City Council kicked up its water emergency to Stage 3, calling on water users in the city to conserve 10 percent more than they had been since mid-July. City officials are worried about the lack of rainfall predicted in the region in the coming months because of how it will impact the Noyo River. Fort Bragg relies on the Noyo River as one of three main water sources. The Noyo usually experiences its lowest stream flow at this part of the year and doesn't get replenished until there's significant rainfall. In the meantime, high tides can cause the water in the Noyo to become too brackish to be pumped for drinking water by the city. Fort Bragg Public Works Director John Smith said the city is expecting its desalination system to arrive next month. That will allow the city to make the brackish water drinkable after high tide events and resolve some of its water issues. Um, the schedule on the desalinization plant, um, if you recall, we have a 200 gallon per minute um, system, RO system that's uh, headed our way, hopefully. Uh, DTA is the third week of September. Um, our operators are working very hard to uh, prepare to receive that unit and get it plugged in. Um, power's being run now, drain lines, and so on and so forth. So um, we're trying to be proactive on that and get it hooked up and plugged in as quickly as possible um, so we can absorb some of those high tides. For the KZYX News, I'm Sonia Warich, a Report for America Corps member. For all our local stories with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.